Well, it's been over six months since Ken Sim was sworn in as the 40, 41st mayor of Vancouver. In that time, he and his ABC Council colleagues have pursued many of their campaign promises, more police on the streets, a safer Chinatown, perhaps drinking a glass of wine at uh, one of Vancouver's beaches, faster approval of housing at City Hall, eliminating the paper cut fee, and a promise to Vancouver would get its swagger back. Well, joining me now to discuss this for six months in elected office is Vancouver Mayor Ken Sim. Ken, thank Thank you for joining us today. Jazz, thank you for having me. Uh, you have never held elected office before. Uh, you've just passed the six-month mark. Uh, you know, you've gone straight to the mayor's office. Uh, how would you describe the first six months? What have they been like? Well, they've been eventful. <laughs> 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 um, actually, from... Um, from a time perspective, I think we're well over a year. Our day starts at about 7 o'clock in the morning and it ends at 10, and it's basically seven days a week. And let me tell you, it's been um, it's been great. Yeah. Uh, any disappointment so far in regards to uh, just what you were expecting from the job or a specific piece of legislation where you said, you know, uh, this is not what I expected? Um, actually, no disappointment. Uh, actually, I've been very pleasantly surprised. Uh, I, you know, full disclosure here, I thought a lot of the job would have, you know, um, let's just call it what it is. I thought it, it would suck um, to get to, you know, I thought 80% of the job would be um, um, crappy to get to the 20% of the meat. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been the opposite. I, I would say about 90% of the job is absolutely phenomenal. And it's it's an honor and a privilege to be able to sit here with uh, with our teammates and um, help reshape the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you surprised at the process? And what I mean by that is always the, the you know, you, you want to get things done quickly, and sometimes in the private sector, you can move a lot faster. Here, there's always consultation needed, uh, more consultation needed. There are guardrails put in. Um, you know, there's process on top of process, bureaucracy, whatever you wish to call it. Uh, that hasn't frustrated you, especially somebody from the private sector? Yeah, it, look, it, some of the stuff really frustrates me. For example, when it came to getting rid of the cup fee, um, it took it took months upon months when in the private sector uh, you'd have that decision made in about 12 seconds. And I know through my meandering journeys uh, of life, uh, you can try to rush stuff through, but if you don't have buy-in, um, you won't get the support and so it's okay to be thoughtful and take a little while longer on um, significant issues to make sure that people understand it and you get buy-in. Um, and if that's what it takes, then you know, so be it. Uh, let's talk a little bit uh, about some of your specific policies. I think the the major policy during the the last civic election campaign was the promise to hire 100 police officers and 100 100 mental health nurses. Uh, when do you think you'll be able to fulfill the complete promise of the, the hiring of those 200 individuals? Yeah, it's an ongoing process, and I think we're making great progress. Uh, more to come on that. Uh, but like, look, last week I was at uh, um, a swearing-in swearing ceremony at VPD for 23 new recruits. And Vancouver VPD is destination police um, uh, agency where people want to come and work uh, with our team. And so you know, uh, we'll start to see uh, people on the streets shortly. And then when it comes to the mental health workers, uh, I know Coastal is working incredibly incredibly hard. 
and we're making progress there as well. So is this another couple of years, or do you think it will be done with, within this four-year uh, term as mayor? Yeah, I, I think we'll be able to fulfill that in our first term for sure. That's, that's the goal, and um, hopefully way before the end of our term. Um, you know, if, if we get the hiring in place, it, it'd be great to have it done by this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, in regards to the broader issue of crime and public safety, uh, Chinatown in some ways has been the epicenter, but many other uh, uh, places around the city, downtown and other communities, uh, you know, street disorder and public safety are priority number one. In the past six months, do you think Vancouver is a safer city or uh, do you think there's more work to do here? Well, I definitely think there's more work to do here. Uh, do I feel that it's, a, or do I think it's a safer city? I think when you look at the stats, depending on which ones you look at, yeah, the, the place has gotten safer. Um, but that's almost irrelevant. I think the bigger question is, do people feel safer? Um, because if people don't feel safe, then they're not going to go out on the streets and um, frequent our neighborhoods and our restaurants and, and our businesses and, and feel safe just walking out. And so um, I, I, that's something that we have to work with the residents of Vancouver and provide them you know, um, an environment where people feel safe. And I think through our actions, we're starting to build that level of trust be it um, the work that uh, we've done over the last eight months in the downtown east side, um, be it um, signaling to the community that we're hiring 100 new police officers and 100 or um, you know um, more mental health uh, workers as well, um, be it uh, revitalizing Chinatown with graffiti removal, with cleaning the streets, with um, our initiative to invest into Gastown. These are all things that we can do as a city to help people feel safer. And what we would like uh, the community to do is help us with this. Because, you know, the city can do um, a lot, but if the, if the residents of the city don't come out and frequent um, the neighborhoods, then it will be all for naught. And how we make the place safer is uh, we create the environment, but pe- people also come down, so there are people on the streets. So, and by default, that actually makes the street safer as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talked about the, the downtown east side a little bit there. Uh, there was a, a tent decampment in the downtown east side. Uh, a lot of stories in and around that. Uh, you know, uh, the city says that there was a lot of garbage down there. There's an issue of public safety. Some nonprofits and residents said that the forced removal of those tents have caused more harm than good. Your former chief of staff, Kareem Alam, also uh, was saying that um, there was a promise made uh, prior to the election that uh, you you and ABC would not decamp residents without adequate housing, an adequate housing plan. There's not. What do you say to that, that perhaps you move too quickly and your, your, you and ABC generally move too quickly, that it could have been done a lot differently, and particularly finding the housing for these people uh, before coming in and removing them. Yeah, so we have been working on this for over eight months, and it actually started with the prior administration. And for eight months, uh, we were in a, it was a a city of Vancouver engineering-led initiative to help, um, well, enforce a fire uh, bylaw and get um, people out of their structures and into uh, shelters and other forms of housing. And so uh, I think, I, I'm probably going to get the numbers a little wrong here, but I believe 90 people um, were housed and another 100 and 
some odd were put in, um, were given shelter spaces as well. Uh, for two months uh, prior to the April 5th uh, removal of the structures, uh, we had uh, made a pretty big push to help um, to offer housing um, solutions to people on the streets, and um, for the most part, we were turned down at that point. And the, the significant thing that changed, which really um, changed the whole dynamic, was the incredible uh, threat to public safety in, um, with those structures on the street. So we literally pulled over 2,000 propane tanks out of those structures, uh, including 100-pounders. And I think your listeners uh, need to realize that if one of those 100-pound tanks went off, um, it would have taken out a whole city block. And the conversation we'd be having here would be, um, how, why didn't we do something and why are hundreds of people harmed or, um, you know, why did hundreds of people die and entire uh, buildings blow up because of this? And so um, we were put in a situation where we were not looking to solve homelessness on April uh, the 5th. We were looking to enforce a fire bylaw and get rid of an extreme threat to public safety. And that's what we did. You felt you made the right. And by the way, mm-hmm. every but every and by the way, every single person um, who put up their hands uh, for shelter space uh, on April fifth and April sixth got it. So you felt you made the right decision. Uh, yes, um, and I do want to stress, you know, uh, there was a lot of compassion and empathy uh, in the whole process, and you know, we wish we lived in a perfect world where um, everything's perfect. Um, but we don't, and we had to make a tough choice, and uh, that's the tough choice we made. We're speaking to Ken Sim, the mayor of Vancouver. Uh, just over six months ago, uh, Mr. Sim, along with his ABC uh, council, were sworn in. Uh, he is our 41st mayor of Vancouver. Part of the break, we were talking a little bit about public safety and, and, and housing. Uh, I wanted to uh, focus a little bit more on the issue of affordability in housing just for a moment. Part of the challenge, uh, uh, Mr. Sim, uh, when it comes to housing is just the ability to get it built and the ability for those plans to get through City Hall. Do you believe uh, today if someone were to come in for a housing project, whether it be a single family home, townhouse complex or condos, uh, that they'd be able to process or get that plan processed through City Hall any faster than prior to the, uh, the, the last election? Well, I, I think there are some things in work where on a case-by-case basis you probably could, but make no mistake about it, we still have a lot of work to do. It's not going to happen overnight, but we're putting the pieces in place. Um, so in in the future, we'll be able to streamline our pro- processes and um, people will be able to get uh, permits a lot faster. What is your plan? I just want to clarify. You, you have a certain set timelines for different types of housing, do you not, when it comes to approvals? Yes, we do. And so it, it would be uh, three days for simple renovations, uh, three weeks for single-family homes or townhomes, uh, three months for low and mid-rise uh, um, condo buildings, and one year for substantive projects. And so what we're doing is we're, we're, we're reviewing bylaws, all these different things that really uh, slow down the process, and we're trying to streamline those things. Um, and there's still a lot of work that needs to be done, but we're, we're you know, cautiously optimistic uh, as towards uh, as to the progress we've made. And I also want to do point out there are other things that can help us leapfrog um, these goals. For example, there's a, there's an AI company based in Australia where um, through the work they've done, they're approving 
permits on single family homes in 12 seconds. And so that is something that we didn't build into our um, projection models um, you know, um, when we ran um, for office, but uh, make no mistake about it, we are big believers in embracing uh, the latest, greatest uh, technology. And if, uh, if we do that, you know, there could be an option or alternative where we more than exceed our uh, three-week goal. Uh, when can we see these changes implemented? Um, you know, they sound good on paper, uh, and so I know it's only been six months. But when can we see some of these changes, uh, number one, implemented? Or when do you think the average person who wants to come and build or rent their home can actually see those changes at City Hall? I think some of the changes um, we've already seen. Like there, there are some, um, you know, there, there are some um, motions that we've had in council. Uh, to streamline some of these processes, uh, you, you have the Broadway plan coming out as, or that's come out as well. Um, so you know we are working on the structure. Um, so if you're one of the lucky uh, individuals that uh, fits uh, one of our boxes that's been streamlined, you're probably going to see it a lot faster. If you're not, um, you know uh, I, I wish we could um, go faster, um, but stay tuned. We are working on it, and you know. Um, the process should get better and better as time goes on. Mm -hmm. I just want to touch a little bit on the Broadway corridor plan just for a moment as well. Lots of debate on whether or not there should have been cycling lanes. Do you regret that at all? Because many have said you're inevitably probably going to go back uh, and put in cycling lanes eventually. You should have been doing it now. What do you say to that argument? Well, what I say to that argument is we have a limited amount of resources and uh, the situation is pretty dynamic. And full disclosure, I'm an avid cyclist. I cycle a lot. What I would say to the people that want the bike lane right on Broadway, we actually have four different bike lanes um, within a few blocks of Broadway. And um, we have other parts of the city that are uh, completely underserved when it comes to multimodal transportation. And so we have to be smart with our resources. Um, I don't think, you know, I, I think... Uh, Cyclists out there uh, would support using those resources and helping uh, build more infrastructure in underserved areas. Um, and so those are the decisions we made. Uh, you've also talked a little bit about uh, Vancouver nightlife. You've talked about uh, the city getting its swagger back. Do you have a time to officially announce when we get our swagger back. I've always, I know it's a broad statement that you made. Uh, define yeah. that for me a little bit. And that's to sort of what, what swagger means to you and when we can expect it. Well, it, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it can mean so many different things. Um, but I'll, I'll give you an example. And by the way, it, we're not going to all of a sudden wake up one day and it's like, wow, you got the most swagger around. It, it's going to happen uh, over time. Um, so I'll give you an example, Gastown. Looking at Gastown and making it uh, an even cooler place, uh, working on the, first the public safety, um, fixing the road, but also then um, experimenting with car light or car free um, zones so we can uh, turn that um, or transform that neighborhood, that iconic neighborhood into arguably the best neighborhood on the entire planet where you have restaurant patios and live bands and art installations and, you know, thousands of people there all the time. Like, that would be really cool. Uh, we can do the same thing, you know, uh, revitalizing Chinatown, um, working on Yale Town, uh, you know, even uh, spilling over to uh, Caresdale and making it, uh, 
uh, a cool place for the neighborhood. Um, and then you talk about being open for business and attracting different industries here and letting industry know that we're open for business. So, um, you know, we create a, incredible opportunities for people of all walks of life. You want to work in a variety of industries. That's how we get our swagger. And it, it's going to be an ongoing process, but we've already started it. Ken, thank you for your time today. Lots to talk about in the past six months, a lot more in, uh, in the uh, months and years uh, ahead. Look forward to chatting with you soon again. Thanks so much. Great. Thank you very much.